Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. IRAs prevent dire days. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? <laughs> ah, dude, you're cutting out. Are you on, like, a motorcycle or something? <laughs> dude, I'm damn great because I'm, I'm drinking the Grow the Revolution. Hey, I'm actually a little envious of you right now. I do like it that is, beer. It is a bright orange bomber bottle. I've just been going straight Well, that's up actually bombers. not what it's called. What? That's not what the beer is called. Be the, no, say the no, right no, name. No, no, no. It's Pumpkin Patch Ale. By? I's, by Rogue. There you go. I mean, they said Rogue Farms. I was, come on, dude. I'm te- teasing into it. Uh, who's drinking the beer? Me or you? Exactly. <laughs> Dick. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's damn tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the beer dude at uh, my shop, he was like, "This is better than pumpkin," and I was like so excited because I love pumpkin. Like, wow. And what do you think? Is it better than pumpkin? So, waiting. I actually think that um, they're both very different. This one's much more carbonated. Yeah. Than pumpkin. Okay. It's um. I mean, it's also lighter, right? But it is very—it's like so easy to drink. Does it taste like, like you're biting into a pumpkin, or like you're at a pumpkin patch? Like you're just walking around a pumpkin patch, smell a little pumpkinness. Maybe there's a couple of open ones. Like you know, how you open up a fresh pumpkin. Like you—you know—you're you're carving a jack o' lantern, and you just like you open up for the first time, and it has that like fresh pumpkin smell. See that—that that was pumpkin for me. Yeah, that was pumpkin for me too. This is this is delicious, but I would say this is closer, or it feels closer towards like pumpkin soda. All right, because so it's like it's weird. like yeah, I mean it's very tasty, but it's like more carbonated. It's very it's All very right. bubbly. I am drinking a pumpkin as well, but uh, this is I'm drinking a beer that was uh, hand delivered to my house. Uh, and I have to thank your wife, Laura, for uh, setting this all up. But it's a local brewery that I never heard of before. So wait, until... wait, you're thanking Laura, but at, but the first, your first uh, uh, instinct was to yell at us for reaching out to beer. Yeah, place. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I know because I just didn't want the time to be focused on beer. But now I'm. I've been proven wrong, and I'm. W- I'm willing to admit my mistakes here. And the beer that I have, I just want to say, it goes on. I said, I said, I am willing to admit my mistakes, and I was wrong. Take that. You goes on record. Some of it wrong. Yeah, I no, I've never been afraid to admit that when I'm wrong. Anyway, mother fudge, I have a 32 ounce growler of Punk O Lantern by Village Idiot Brewing Company in Mount Holly, New Jersey. And it is good. It is a it's a tart, um, pumpkiny beer. Uh, it's very uh, pumpkiny. A little warm now because it's been sitting on my desk. But the warmness is bringing out the pumpkin. I think there's some spice in here. There's a lot of there's some spices in here, like a tasting like a nutmeggy type of spice. If if it was in a store. Would you buy it on your own, or only if it was delivered hand delivered? That's a that's a really good question, and uh, it depends because I buy beer based off labels, and your label on the beer that you're drinking right now, and we got to get started with this shit because we're, but it's uh, like bright orange. It's a really cool label. It's like awesome. That, that's a pretty cool label too, though the one yours has. Yeah, but it doesn't have a pumpkin on it. It's just it's just like their natural. It's like their normal label, but you know, it's a new smaller brewery, hand small batch, uh, handcrafted. So hey, good stuff, man. Mount Holly, Jersey represent. Uh, hey, today's catchphrase is IRAs prevent dire days. And that was sent in by our buddy Tom. At Tom Frankly. Thomas Frank from collegeinfogeek.com. If you are in college or thinking about going to college or just want to learn cool shit, I suggest you go there. I think his site's one of the best out there. His videos are top notch. He's doing a video his every week. His site is damn sexy. It's and good. when he writes... It, he it's, writes. it's like no other. He. It's not like you just write like three thousand words, and yeah. it's like that man can write a lot. No, he like writes damn good. He does and, his research. That's for sure. And he has recently blown my mind. I don't know how this turned into like a, a Tom like session, yeah. but he recently released his video that was on the Fizzle yeah. blog that I watched and absolutely inspired me on how he makes killer videos for less than a thousand dollars, and he just. The man continues to amaze me. Yeah, so his uh, Twitter handle is at Tom Frankly. Go follow him. And also, 
Uh, send in your catchphrases to us. It's at Money Matters Man is our Twitter handle, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Listen Money Matters to send them in there as well. And uh, today, we are going to attempt, once again, to uh, talk about a topic we tried to do in the past, but we had to ditch it. Uh, because we just got into, into an argument, I think, at some point, where we had no idea what was going on. And, we uh, got into a pillow fight. <laughs> a little pillow fight. <laughs> there was feathers everywhere. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and it's tanking uh, already. I just had a mental image of us, like, in, like... Dude, oh, why are you imagining that? I don't what? know. I, it was like us in pajamas on a bed jumping with right, smashing pillows into each other. I know. I know. We're we're joke. talking about prioritizing your financial <laughs> plan today with pillows. Uh so, god damn it. <laughs> My brain is going crazy. Anyway, so we are going to attempt. I'm a little scared. <laughs> we are going to attempt to prioritize everyone's financial plan now. Well, the thing is, we get a few questions mm-hmm. every once in a while where they're like, "Love the podcast, tons of awesome information," you know. But I'm listening. I- I'm hearing all these things, and like, I- I- I'm like struggling to understand where to which- start. Where where to start? What to do when? Yeah. You know, I'm almost like not. I, I'm not ready to invest now. And and they're kind of sure mixing up when thing how shit how things should flow. All right. And to preface this conversation, I'm going to say that and 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 correct me if you think I'm wrong or you don't want to disagree with me, please. I disagree with you. Uh, do you think that it's kind of different for everyone's situ- everyone's situation is slightly different and it could change the order of things. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. I mean, their situation and I think their goals as well. Okay. Right? Some people want to be a millionaire when they're 60. Some people want to live crazy now, fast and whatever. Furious. So fast and f- – no, that's a terrible Tokyo movie. Drift. Torque. Torque 5. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, all right. We What we did was this. We had an idea of our uh, financial uh, prioritization and that kind of – backfired in our faces so mm-hmm. what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to, to an expert already an established uh site which we here's where we'll sit here in silence for 15 minutes yeah, and we'll have and you can imagine how, how yeah. would, uh... no so we went to learn vest and they have a financial priority uh list it's it consists of three things and we're gonna start there right mm. so first things first retirement that's what they're saying so this is the idea of uh, Social Security. This is the idea of 401ks. This is the idea, you know, obviously, like you're going to be paying into Social Security with your taxes, right? Um, you're, if you have a pension with your job, you're paying into that as well. Wait, wait I'm, I'm already I'm not understanding where, why we're starting with this. That, this. This makes sense to me. Do you want me to read it? I, I didn't come up with this. You're looking at me like I'm the bad guy at this point. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, go on, go on. How to rank your financial priorities. Number one, retirement comes first. We're not putting retirement at the top of your priority list just because we're launching retirement in style boot camp today. Retirement is the number one financial priority for pretty much everyone for three main reasons. Number one, inflation causes the value of every dollar to shrink year after year. So by the time you retire, you will need much more money every year to live than you are currently living on now. You know what I hear from you, Perfect from my reading. wife? What? Nothing. Go ahead. No, not perfect reading from Perfect. You. It was perfect. Flawless. What I hear from you, from my wife, and from quite a lot of listeners um, is that like this future you, mm-hmm. it's always like, well, I, I'm not, I, what if I, what if I don't exist in the future? Yeah, or, or, I say or that too. And not, not able to even see yourself or, or understand like the future you. And so I, 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 I personally, I'm, I'm able to see, like, not see the future, but I can imagine what I would want. And I don't even put retirement as, you know, the goal. I, I have this idea of, like, being 60, and now you're free, and now you can do everything, but you have, like, hip issues, and, like, you know, you can't be in direct sunlight, and, you know, you your better years are gone. Okay, um, so we're saying, um, so you're saying that you shouldn't put into your 401k? What are you saying there? 
No, I, I guess I, I think you should absolutely do that. I guess to to have retirement as the motivation. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm that's really just the starting word to, though. All right, all right, fine. I, I'm really starting to dislike the word retirement. Why? Why? Because let's, let's uh, talk about that. How do you feel? <laughs> How does it make you feel? I, I feel like it has a lot of. You know, and strangely, it has a lot of negative connotations. You, you I mean, feel like you mean old people connotations. Yeah, old, old has old people connotations. Snowbirds people. in Florida. <laughs> exactly. Basically, whenever people hear retirement, they think Florida. No, but pe- people have difficulty perceiving themselves at this stage, and you know, uh, it has been scientifically proven that people are more likely to die when they're retired because. For lack of a better phrasing, they have nothing to live for, and they're bored. It's the dire yeah, boredom. they're they're bored. They've got nothing. They've been doing this whole thing, you know, for like fifty years, whatever. Wake up, go to work, blah blah blah, all that stuff. And then they got they're just left to their own devices. They don't know what to do. So I think like screw that old archaic thing that they came up with, like the came up with in the forties and fifties, and it's more like live now, be smart, and just. Be financially in the- All right, let uh. me let me let me let me see if I can uh, help you through this, Andrew, if you don't mind. Uh, so, in this context, retirement means at some point you are not going to be able to work anymore. Mm. At just some point, you are physically not going to be able to do work, and at some point, you're going to not want to do that work. And it could be sixty, could be sixty-five, could be fucking ninety-five. Who who knows? But whatever you stop, you are going to need some sort of nest egg, right? And we're and we're going to assume that Social Security may or may not be a thing at our. You know, age. I, I need to debate you on this like so hardcore because uh, this is why what? this is why we can't do this episode ever. It's apparently like I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you what this. I'm using this list as an example. Are you telling me that you should not invest into a four hundred one k? No, you're not telling me that. No, no, I'm saying you should. You shouldn't. Should okay, you should. you should. When can you take out of a four hundred one k without being penalized? Ah, uh, like fifty five. Okay. All right, moving on, moving on. God, I, I, there's an episode directly following this one where we're going to go into retirement in depth. But let's let's go on. Are you are you sure? Like you're you're freaking out right now? No, no, I'm I'm impassioned about uh, this this other side topic. But we're talking about financial priorities, so we're talking about. Okay. Number two is... I'm just going to blow through this now. Number two is emergency savings. Number mm. three is debt. We'll just go through them all. All right? Number one, retirement. Two, emergency savings. Three, debt. In that order. That's what LearnVest is saying. So what does that mean? That means pumping money into your 401k first, paying yourself first, whether it's mm. an IRA or a 401k, it's a matter of paying yourself first, regardless if you have debt. Then you save up an emergency account. Then you start paying off your debt. This is actually the exact same thing Dave Ramsey wants you to do. Right. Okay. Where do you have the, the hang-up? So I was actually having a hang-up on just like... The uh, word retirement from a website that we don't even run. Well, because it's, it's the first... like they, 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 they say the priority list. First priority retirement. And I, it, like, that phrasing, uh-huh. I, I don't see as like a first priority. I, I see the first. Look, All right, but do you if, think if there is a hundred percent matching in your four hundred one k? Yeah, like it beyond all debate, whatever, just makes tons of sense to get the hundred percent matching, right? Okay, but you got you got to get rid of the debt because debt is like equivalent to slavery, to your mom if you borrowed money, to you know the credit card company, to Wells, whatever. Okay. So obviously we've we I I preface this conversation by saying that everyone's situation is going to be different, mm. and when you bring up debt, that's where the big difference lies, right? So somebody I've been contacted recently by a guy who has two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt. That is an insane amount of money. That is a mortgage. Yeah. That's a nice mortgage. Okay, how do you expect someone someone like that? To get out of debt and make that his first priority. I'm asking. Because as much as I want to say that, yes, that's your first priority, it's a crippling priority. It's like you can't do shit for a real long time 
you know this what I mean? Is, this is why I think we dance, and I don't want to go like too deep into it, but we dance around mortgages and we dance around student loan debt. We do. And I, th- I think we, we dance around it because, you know, mathematically, it likely, it always makes sense to pay it down quicker. However, uh, in terms of like s- lifestyle and happiness and stuff, like once you get to the zero student loan, I'm not sure it's going to explode your happiness level. And generally, the interest rates on both, at least now, at the end of 2014, are pretty damn low. So the, like talking like three something percent. Well, as opposed to three or four years ago, where it was like six or seven. You know, it was well, like I mean, very, student loan debt is is about six percent. Yeah, so that could be refinanced absolutely, and and if not with someone like SoFi who will refinance it for three point five percent, there are other companies that will also okay, I, and I'll have to look into those. But uh, okay, but. Yeah. All right. So we dance around houses and student loans. So- See, because they, we can keep the interest rates low and the payments are controlled and, you know, it's, it is what it is. Whatever. If you have $200,000 in student loan debt. All right. So let me go back mm-hmm. and say uh, there's your 401k, right? Mm-hmm. IRA, whichever, whichever one your company offers. Uh, you have an emergency savings account. Uh, or interest account or whatever you want to call it. And then we have a debt, right? Mm. Are we excluding home mortgages and student loans from debt? And the priority is if you have credit card debt. Yeah, so we'll say all other types of debt, including car loan. Including car car loan. So uh, I would say car loan fits in with credit card debt because there's no... Asset. I mean, it's it's like. What this. if your car is thirty five thousand dollars, which is basically a student loan? Well, then you should probably sell it while it's retaining value and get a reasonable car that you can afford, right? I mean, I can't sit here and tell you to keep this car that is clearly like uh, beyond your your ability to afford, and just suck it up for you know two three years. Like that's that's crazy, dude. Man, I. Really fucking pissed that we decided to do this again because I clearly, uh, I have a car loan, yeah. So, are you glad that you have the loan? No, but do you do want you me think to- that you could cover the loan if you had to sell your car? Like, would your no. loan be so you would still be in but debt? What am I gonna do? Like, car? dude, all right, what am I gonna do if I sell my car? How am I gonna get to the grocery store? How am I gonna get to my no, parents? I'm saying if How you're in dire straits, get to the grocery if terrible things happened or whatever and you needed, if you sold your car, you still wouldn't be out of the and I think that in lies like the urgency of of paying on the student. Do you want me to do you want me to pay car. do you want me to pay off my should I pay off my car right now? Um according to remember what the episode's titled Financial Prioritization. In your hmm. eyes, because you're the expert in this in this field, should I pay off my car right now? Because it is debt. Uh, yeah. Even though it's two point nine percent interest rate, assuming. Yeah. Um, Even though it's a low interest rate, and that's really what you know. This is the fucking argument we got into the last time we tried to do this episode. Was that well, if it's below three point five percent, blah blah blah. Make, make you know, counting this, it's like well, okay, yeah, and it's different for everybody. But are you telling me that I should take all the money out of Betterment that I have and put it towards my car because that's what's really killing me? How much is your student loan debt? I don't have any. I mean, I mean your car loan debt, sorry. Uh, 11000 Do you know how much in interest you pay every month? I said 2.9. No, no, like $100, $200. Oh, so I, uh, yeah, the last time I looked was like $12. You pay $12 a month. Yeah. In interest. Yeah. All right, so that's not a big deal. Okay. So then, you know, you so well it's, here's the thing is like it, it, it's not like this this but that's my that situation everyone, it's You're right. like because what i'm saying is i know how much you make i know how much you have and in your situation and I'm likely in most people's situations who are able to listen to podcasts 12 dollars is not the the 
the straw that breaks the camel's back. If it was fifty dollars, you know, if it was you and it was like seventy-five dollars or more, I would say like probably yes, because that's already getting to be a lot. It's beginning to be a significant portion of. All right, so I have no credit card debt mm. and a car with a low interest. So debt is not priority. Right. So, right. so then what's you should next be throwing me? you should be throwing into an IRA. You you don't have an employer, so four hundred one k is not an option. Right. But you can but are you, get. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> Let's assume I do have credit card debt. Let's assume I have fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt. Right. Mm-hmm. Should I be putting money into my four hundred one k? Yeah. Okay. If, if there's if there is matching. If there's not matching. No, if there's not matching, I all right. So think first and foremost, I should be putting money in my four hundred one k if there's matching. That's what you're oh, saying. Yeah, always if, like if you have a hundred percent matching. I mean, look, maybe you have twenty five percent matching. Maybe it can get a little dicey. I would say if you have tw- if you have fifty percent matching and above, because twenty five percent matching that like kind of. Well, I don't know if sit- anyone does a hundred percent matching. Uh dude. Uh, yeah, I was at Barclays. I mean, it's up to a certain point. Right. So, so whatever was- up to that point. Yeah, I had 100% matching up to 6% of my right, salary. Right, okay, so it's not 100%. Technically 100% because you, no, you threw no, in your I, entire paycheck, it would be doubling your paycheck. That's insane. Yeah, and there, there are limits to right. how much you can contribute. Of course. And, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the tax gains versus, I mean, like. All right, so let's go. Let's try to put this train back on the tracks, shall we? Yes. Okay. Just guide me, Matt. Guide me. Really? You're letting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. You're gonna guide me. I'm gonna yell at you. But uh All right. So if you get a four oh one K matching, that is the f- priority. Mm. Right? Yes. Okay. Beyond all other things. Yes. Now, what about an emergency fund? Like your and car we're in breaks the, we're down. We're in the post credit card debt discussion. Yes, we are. We are. Ha- we haven't even gotten a credit card debt yet. Oh, okay, so I would say uh, credit card debt uh, comes immediately next. The only thing that beats stuff like credit card debt is like one hundred percent matching type four hundred one ks. Okay, because it's free cash. Like you, you gain faster than you lose. Okay, so then the second thing on the list is credit card debt. So that means okay. no. So that means you're you're putting money away for yourself in your four hundred one k. And if you have credit card debt, you have nothing else to your name. All of your money is going to credit card debt. Yes. That's what you think should happen. 100% of your spare cash. You should not save any extra cash. All right. What what happens if your uh, heater breaks in your house? I'm going to say that you had no problem digging yourself into debt in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so you could always dig back into debt if it is truly an emergency. However, your money is best put towards something that's charging you over 15% interest than sticking it in something that'll give you 0.75% interest. So we're just talking about efficiency here. You could always pull out of the credit card, charge it on your credit card, whatever. Um, You should pay it off in full and then keep little to nothing on hand until it's, it's out of the way. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent on board with that. So, I, I had an argument with Laura the other day on uh, we were talking about you know a loan and you know it's like um, there's like margin I could take a borrow against stock we could borrow against the home and she's like well I don't feel comfortable about borrowing against the home and I said there there are ten apples right there are five apples in one pile and there are five apples in another pile you could take three apples from the pile on the right or you could take two apples from the pile on the right one apple from the pile on the left. You could take three apples from the pile on the left. At the end of the day, if you take three apples, you still have seven apples, right? If you give away three of your apples, so you have to think not emotionally about like where the money's coming from and how it feels and what will my mom think. It is all money. It is all the same. So you you borrow from the cheapest sources. You pay the most expensive sources. So in, in terms of this conversation, we're just, it's just an efficiency. It's it's not uh, like bad or good. All right, but what about? Let's say you put a thousand. Let's say you contributed to your four hundred one k. You saved up a thousand dollars and it's just sitting in cash in your house. 
right? Then you started paying off your debt. Then your heater breaks. Mm. You're, uh, what I'm saying is if your heater breaks, you pay that with the cash that you have instead of putting more, yourself in more debt and paying 15% interest on that debt now. And what I would say is what was the cost of saving the $1,000? How much additional interest charges were you charged during the process of saving $1,000 and then holding the $1,000 okay. as opposed to just putting that into the debt you save that, maybe that's the cost of a heater by the time that problem happens, right? Of just saved interest charges. But, but at the end of the that, day, but okay, but it could be. The day, like you could, you could also say, say you have $9,000 in debt and 1000 in, you know, your home under your mattress, or you could have paid that down and you have 8000 in debt and nothing in your house. And when you withdraw, you're pulling on your credit card, on your home. I mean, it's, it, it, it's all equal. Okay. All right. So- Prioritization, 401k mm. matching, credit card debt. Then what? Now that your credit card debt is paid off, you have money going to your 401k. And, and, mm. and here's the thing. So if, if for, for me, right, if, if this were me, I don't have a 401k. My, my employer does not offer a 401k. And even, if he, and even if he did, at the time, he offered no matching. So... <laughs> If I had credit card debt and I'm in that situation, I'm paying off the credit card debt with all my money. Correct. Okay. But if you have 401k matching and they and they they provide that to you, that is first. Then all the money you get after that is going towards your debt. Want credit card debt. Gonna make that mm. clear. Once the credit card debt is paid off, then what do you do? What's the next step in the financial prioritization? So if you're employed, you save one and a half months' expenses and you just stash that in your checking account. Okay. Nothing fancy. Wait, one and a half months? One and a half Three months. or six? So if you are self-employed or, or, you know, I would say three months, if you're like super income insecure yeah. and, I don't know, you pick oranges seasonally, mm -hmm. then maybe you save closer to six months. But I say one and a half for salaried, regular income and three for someone in your situation. Okay. Then what? Then you start pumping into something like Betterment or Vanguard, and you build up your emergency fund. To what number? I'm going to say, I don't care if you're five foot tall, 10 feet tall, where you live, whatever. I'm going to say 25K. 25K. Now, yep. um, why do you say Vanguard? Is it easy to pull out? Is it Vanguard liquid? Is it easy to pull out like it is in Betterment? Yeah. Okay. There's no penalty for pulling out early out of a mutual there's fund? No, there's no transaction fees. I mean, if you open an account with Vanguard. Right, and buy Vanguard. And, and ban like if, if you're like me and you're in Fidelity and you buy Vanguard, there will be a fee, mm -hmm. but, you know. All right, well, so you can't say that as a blanket statement. Right, so, so either open an account with Betterment mm -hmm. and do with them or open an account directly with Vanguard. So, so what you're saying is after mm -hmm. you build up your checking account to have a little cushion, right – Right. Then you start putting into an investment account. And Correct. that could be an IRA. No, no. no. Your, your emergency fund is not a tax advantage account because uh, you, you, you need want to be able to get out. You need to be able to yeah. get out. Yeah. When do, you start, when, when do you start putting in an IRA? Or you don't? So I'm, I'm going to say that uh, once you have, like, what? Here's the thing is like, 401k, you contribute a lot and you save on taxes, or, or an IRA, you'll save on taxes on growth in the future. But this is like when you have like a good foundation. Like you've got, you've, you're out of debt, like you're standing on two feet, you're like, I'm above water. So let's get you to like a solid emergency fund so that when shit happens, or maybe, I don't know, whatever, like you're good. And then we're going to get you to like really optimizing it, you know. Saving on taxes and just like checking right. for it. So, I'm going to uh, tell you what my situation is, which mm. is, and and you are going to you're going to tell me the next step. Mm. So, uh, and I I think I know. And all right, I don't have 401k matching. Right. Uh, I don't have credit card debt. Good. So, uh, I have the cushion. I have mm. the three month cushion in my checking account. Mm. Uh, I have. Roughly, if if the stock market was doing a little bit better, I'd have about twelve thousand dollars. But right now, I have like eleven hundred. Mm. I'm sorry, eleven thousand. Sorry. So I so right now I should just keep pushing to get to twenty five thousand. 
and then you should top like you should stop stop it. It'll it, the emergency account may grow to fifty thousand. It may grow to whatever. Just leave it. Leave it pretend alone. like it doesn't exist. Yeah, done. And then and then you start building like your actual core assets that you could use to. Should I be? Buy should it. I? I mean, I have no retirement savings right now. I have no four hundred one k. I have no IRA. I have no tax advantage. Yeah, okay, sorry. Here here's like the the issue maybe, and and not to go into this whole rabbit hole, but what what is retirement savings? That is is that only special accounts? Well, is that only well, dollars marked with like a, an orange line on it? You know, like it, your your emergency fund, you could retire on your emergency fund. Say if you were to, if you were to retire tomorrow, it, that's your money, right? We're, I mean, we're talking semantics of which bucket we're putting it in. The 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 point is, we're going to build wealth in the most efficient way possible, and then when you get to whatever that endpoint is, you're going to have all this cash. And in the, it's the same thing. You have the 10 apples, and it doesn't matter which, where you pull from. Yeah, I get so, it. No, 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 I get it. I actually do get it. So, uh, I wouldn't, yeah, so I guess I wouldn't be so concerned with like my retirement money. We're just, we're building wealth efficiently. That's why you got so hung up on retirement in the beginning. So, the, so you got hung up it. on the word, you got hung up on the word retirement. Yeah, because you know it comes with all of these assumptions, and it comes with like a lot of baggage. Like, I mean, dude, like, uh, you grow up, and your parents were talking about retirement before you even knew personal finance was a thing. Yeah, you know, uh, you've read it on the internet and shit before you knew how to handle your money. Like, you knew about retirement and the importance of retirement before you started working, and you have all these preconceived notions, and a lot of it's just not correct stuff. So what? So all right. So then, what happened? Like after I get done the twenty five thousand dollars in betterment, uh, which is what I'm my goal is because I'm I am following your plan. Um, right. Then what do I do? That then you start branching out and you start playing around and and yeah, I mean you could continue with betterment and you could just really you could keep it simple, easy. You could maybe branch into other Vanguard funds and just kind of explore that. You could say, hey, you know, I really love Apple and their stuff. And you know, I just want to put, you know, two percent of my wealth in there and see how it goes. Or, you know, maybe you want to buy some emerging markets fund because you think that the rest of the world's gonna like all right, or but, you but do lending club. Can I ask a know? question though? Mm-hmm. All right. There's that, there's that part, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm actually thinking something a little different. So I'm thinking of once I get past, once I get to reach $25,000 emergency fund, which mm-hmm. is like a goddamn good cushion, right? You could live off that for a year. That's if I what wanted. I'm, dude, I'm saying no matter what happens to you, you're going to be fine. Right. That, that's the. Well, so now it's, I get to 25,000. I'm actually not that far away. You're getting there, dude. Getting there. Maybe another ten thousand dollars. I'll be there, uh, and that's in a year. That like I did. I did. I did twelve thousand in like what? When did I start? March. Yeah, right? you've been crushing it, dude. All right. So, and I'm just like putting a lot more money into Betterment than I would be normally. Like any extra money I get from doing freelance stuff, or like if if you're if you have you're, a job, you're, it's you're bonuses. choosing saving overall. Overall, like like you're saving at an extreme rate, which is amazing for you, right? So, and this is how, like, Mr. Money Mustache, like, he saved at an extreme rate. You're, you're not quite Mr. Money Mustache. I am, I'm not comparing myself to him. No, I know, but yes, he but did. But that's what he, he did. did, so I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like, that's an extreme amount. So, uh... You're probably saving at rates that he did back when he was... Or maybe less. I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking less. But, so, what about the car? And what about the mortgage I have? When do I start really focusing on getting rid of those? So getting rid of the car loan, I think, should be a priority because after the car- twenty-five. I mean, you should try and overpay. It's, it's I am overpaying. You know, I, I, what I would do is I, I would liken it to my zero percent APR Home Depot card that I refinanced. I mean, that I did like my kitchen with. Um, I can make minimum payments of like twenty dollars. It's not due until like March of next year, some like whatever, uh, a very long time. Ah, but some months I pay two hundred, some months I pay five hundred, some months I pay a hundred. All right. So in this case, for the last year and a half, my payments were two seventy five, and I'm paying three hundred, which is why right now not that much more. It's not that much more. But what's happening is. Is I'm not paying that much. My interest payments are going down, and it's all going towards the principal. So I am you, paying it off much faster. You understand that, like when it's gone, 
that three hundred dollars could then go directly to Betterment. To Betterment. Right. Yeah. True. So it's basically you have interest, and you're—I mean—you're paying this thing down, but you're not like really growing your wealth. That's true. So the question becomes: Do I wait until I hit twenty-five thousand dollars in Betterment to start paying off the car and the mortgage, or this is this is the thing with the mortgage is that um, while homes don't grow as well as they did when our parents were growing up, which is why they're such a fabled still great an investment. Asset. Right, it's still an asset and it will still grow, and it is likely that it will grow faster than the interest you will accrue. So it will be a positive net worth thing, mm-hmm. right? So over time, even though you're paying all this bullshit interest to the mortgage company and blah, 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 it's still wealth building for you. It's right. still positive. You know, so when it's you- not a priority to pay off. I'm saying like, because dude, a year ago as compared to now, your house is above water, right? Uh, not technically. You're asking me, no. Well, I thought you. I thought you had said like uh, you checked very Zillow close. And, it's very close. Or as, at least compared to a year ago, it's, it's dramatically better. Yes. And you're not even living there. The payments are coming from some renter, dude. Whatever. Right. But so, I'm paying like two hundred and thirty dollars so, in principal. It's I'm insane. saying like he he's paying minimum. Basically, he's paying minimum principal. So yep. it's not really that much. But the home grew in value. Blah blah blah. You bought at the peak. Yeah. So even still, with all the terrible situation you have, it's still a good thing. Okay. You know, so even though you have a mortgage, it's not really dragging on you. No. Okay. So my question still is during this $2,500 buildup in my emergency account, I have to do that first before I start paying off the money towards the car and before I start paying money off towards the mortgage. And mm. the question becomes do I aggressively start paying the mortgage and the car and the student so- loans? I would, I would say you would aggressively pay uh, the car. I would say student um, loans, student loans um, it, it depends because you could aggressively pay and refinance it such that like you could lower your let's payment. Assu- let's assume refinancing isn't a thing in, the, in this argument. Let's assume it's not a thing. Let's assume it's not an option. Um, That's the question I have is, and I think a lot of people do. Mm. When do you start – like? W- w- are student loans a priority? You know, and it's, um, and it's tough for you to say because you don't have any. No, and I don't have do any. I. I'm looking from like a, a math, like a logical perspective. Like, if the interest rate is is low, it's not that big of a drag. But the thing is, is even if you declare bankruptcy, it's, it's going to stick with you. You're right. Well, fuck that. But it's it's, and we're going to talk to somebody about that. But it's not like you are. It, even if it's not a drag in interest. It's a drag in payments. You're still making those payments. And all of those payments that you make, like just like you're saying like with me, you know, I'm making those payments towards the car, and I, they could be going to Betterment. Instead of, instead of losing 2.9% interest, I could be gaining 7% interest, mm. right, for that $300 a month. But I'm not. So what I'm trying to get out of you okay, is the so, priority of, of yeah, the student loan. So – and and this is actually the the point that we wound up canceling the last episode because when we get into this interest rate discussion and it is it is such like a, a perilous discussion because you know I you could say the cutoff is four percent or three percent it's it's an arbitrary but that can change, number you know like if we were talking about this exact same subject ten years ago those numbers would be different right but I mean this is still, not a timeless I, this is not a timeless thing. Look, if your interest rate, but that's the point is like 10 years ago, say the interest rate for student loans is 10%. Doesn't matter that it's 10 years ago or what, what Could time be 10%, in the 10 world. 10 years from now. I'm saying 10% is 10%, and that's huge. So if, you're, if your student loan was 10%, you got to like run, not walk to paying that thing down. But if it's like 3%, you know, like I, I wouldn't lose like so much sleep over it, to be perfectly honest. So it's it's like that that gray area I'd say between three and five percent. No, you know what, three to four and a half percent where I'd I'd kind of be All right. So uh I got a guy who has a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loans. Don't mm-hmm. know the interest rates on them, so don't ask me. Right. Okay. Should he take the matching from his company? Right? Yes. Okay. Should he he doesn't have any debt besides student loan debt, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. any credit assume he has no credit card debt. 
we're assuming now, mm. um, he starts putting money into his uh, emergency fund, which is, in your case, $25,000 in betterment. Meanwhile, he's doing that. He's also got to make the minimum payments on his, on his student loans, right? You know what's interesting about student loans is like, so for example, and then I say SoFi a lot because um, Dan Fell from SoFi is awesome. He's talked with us and he, and he educated me a lot uh, on, on how stuff like that works. And so say you would refinance with SoFi and you lose your job. SoFi gets, like if you can't pay, it's, it's, it doesn't help them. So they will help you find a job. Like it, the student loan is, yes, it's, it's sucking a payment out, but it, it's not, it won't be a life destroyer. Credit card debt would be like a life destroyer. All right. So this guy, hypothetically, again, I did not want to go talk about refinancing because it's just, mm. not, it's not in everyone's cards. Right? So... We talk- I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to end my talk because then that, that's – like what I'm saying is is that you – when does someone start paying off their fucking student loans? Just answer the question. No refinancing. Is it before you put money into the emergency account or after? I would. You're, you're paying it. All the time, and right. you should try and overpay it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't go crazed on like solely focusing on it. I guess is till is, till. I, and I would and I would say prefaced by depending on the interest rate. The interest rate drives the urgency. If your interest rate is seven percent, that is fucking urgent. Right. If it is three percent. You could probably let it ride, you know, do your thing, grow your wealth. It's, it, it's, it's like, it's this. Yes. All right, so let me, it's, all right, so let me try to put this into an easy perspective. The priority of I don't debt. want you to turn 40 and only now first start saving because you paid down your $250,000 in student loan debt. Like, you know, so. All right. To prioritize debt is based off of interest rate. So the mm. higher the interest rate, the more prior the more of a priority it becomes. Yes. Can we just settle on that? Yeah. So, if someone has a 250,000 student loan debt with 10 with all right, 7% interest, that's urgent. That's urgent. I would say 5% and above is getting to be an issue. And they should pay that off before they start an emergency account. Yes. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Student loans, you should have the emergency account first. All right. So this all hat. So. <laughs> so, so if you got anything from this episode, it's that you should be fucking confused because, I mean, look, it's tough. Like, there's a lot of situations. All right. So to get things straight, 401k matching, mm. credit card debt, mm. any debt over 5%. Mm-hmm. But that, that would be that would be my. Almost my mortgage, but no, my mortgage is slightly under five percent. So, like, that's what—that's why you can't blanket statement that with a percentage, because I'm sure some people have a six percent mortgage, and it's like you, what you're basically telling them is uh, that's as a priority, right? You know what? I think that if they have a six percent mortgage, this is what they should do. Any any program even like the company that gives them the mortgage will tell them the the end like the last line in the spreadsheet the total cost like how much they would pay towards the mortgage and how much they would pay towards interest towards the mortgage if you sum those numbers up right and then you take the the amount of interest that you pay and divide it by the sum mm-hmm. you're going to get the percentage that goes towards interest and when you say 6% interest, that is incredibly deceiving because the actual total amount out of how much they pay, like if they have like a pie chart, they're going to they're gonna pay like, they're going to pay more than 30% of the total amount towards their home. More than 30% of the total is going to go towards interest. So the thing is, is when you look at it at this like micro level, like today, tomorrow, this month, next month, like it's not that big, but when you pull it out in the grand scheme, they're gonna pay like an insane amount. And so 
it it's it's hard to not say that six percent is urgent, right? I mean, three percent will still be a significant number, but it, it's it's it winds up being much more than double. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm I, what I'm what I'm trying to do is is get a list in order. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. So I'm trying to extract your ADD and organize it into a linear path. And I know you can't do that with everything, but I'm really trying. I know, I know. All right. So, so 401k matching. Yes. Number one. We have, we have that is solidified. Okay. Mm. Second is credit card debt. Because statistically, credit cards average around, what is it, 15%, 13 15%? Mm. Right? That's fucking high. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's fucking high. Right? Regardless. Even if it's over 10%, it's still high. Credit card debt. Emergency. Get it paid off. Right? And mm. hopefully you don't have $250,000 in credit card debt. Yes. But if you do, what do you Good do? Luck. You gotta, you're, you better fucking pay that off. I think you, you, you pay, should, you should become pay religious and sign up for <laughs> Dave Ramsey's podcast. Yeah. You, no. All right. So uh, you, then you, all right. So then credit card debt. Then emergency fund, which means pumping 25 G's into some sort of growth account, investment mm. account, not yeah. a savings account with 0.9% interest, but a growth account that goes into the stock market and invests in funds and shit. And the key thing with the emergency fund is if you're having a, if you're having an emergency more than like two to three times in your entire life, you need to re-understand what an emergency is. Okay. Also, once you're done the emergency fund, then mm. you're going to have student loan debt, your mortgage, and your car. Maybe you don't have all those things. Maybe you have just one of those things, right? right? Maybe you only have a car. Maybe you only have student loan debt, and you're, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. But those are the three things that come after the emergency account, right? Mm-hmm. So those should be focused on a little bit heavier, but you should also be putting money towards investments as well. So that's when you really start to split shit up. Right. Okay. The car is obviously a bigger priority. And, that, and, that, and after the emergency fund – is built, then it becomes a, a, a battle of who has the, the higher interest rate is where you focus on first. Right. Okay. So if the if your if your student loans are sitting at seven percent, you should probably tackle those before you tackle your car at two point nine percent in my case. Mm. Right? Because it's really putting it it's putting a hurt anything that has the higher interest rate is putting like a hurt yeah. on you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you pay that off, which is be great and I'm sure everybody'd be happy and you should be really focusing towards that. Meanwhile you're also pumping money into like investment accounts and stuff all right i mean am i getting that in the right order yeah does that seem like a good so like while we talk about investing a lot it's like kind of the last step right well the emergency account is technically investing yeah and 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 that's like the cool thing yeah that's a cool thing is like uh i mean but you don't get to touch it like basically ever well it's an emergency fund yeah, that's so, the point. so you so get the, a little taste, but... So here's the other thing, too. Hmm. The point of the emergency fund is to not touch it. Like Ever, it's yeah. it's for emergencies. Mm-hmm. So And I will admit that people think that the $25,000 in the emergency fund is pretty goddamn high. It's pretty mm-hmm. high. I mean, Dave Ramsey recommends 1000 bucks, right? We're saying 25 Gs in an investment account. All right, check this out. Laura... Yeah. Has needs a root canal and she doesn't have dental insurance. That's fifteen hundred dollars. It's yes. gonna cost me fifteen hundred dollars if I was following Dave Ramsey's plan. And this is the emergency root bucks. canal. I would not have enough. And we're just talking about one tooth. You know. Right. So I, I think what we're in in the you know twenty fourteen. We should you know it's a little different. All right. But and it's and the reason why we can now say that you can invest it into something you can start investing is because technology has changed to the point where you can actually like create a a, a savings account like thing, but it's investing. So that's what Betterment is, which is why we mention it so fucking much because it is it's like an easy first step. Like that's the whole thing is it's uh, an easy first step, but it's like look, I have. $12,000 sitting in a betterment right now. I can take that out and have it in my account in a couple of days. Mm. Right? It's not like I can't have a checking account. It's not like I can have a card I can just take cash out of an ATM, but it's there in a couple of days. And I'm gaining interest. I'm gaining interest. It's on the it. same amount of time as if you had a checking account with Wells Fargo and a checking account with Citibank and you try to move money between right. the it would two. Take, it would still take the time. 
I'm taking yeah, I'm saying like too. it takes time to clear the banks. Right. So that that's what the. All right, dude. I think we got it. Do you think we got yeah. it? I think we got it. Fifty minutes. That's it. That's how long. That's it. That's how that's long. It. That's how long we took to come to some sort of conclusion with this. Huh. Are you? Are you? How do you feel? I feel like I need to top my beer off. Do you feel confused? Do you feel like you know? I, I think. Um, I think we probably just like edit the first twenty minutes out, and then no, I, I think, I think we wound up in like clashing. Then we wound up figuring out what we were trying. But to... But I think that's part of the process. Yeah, because this look, happens, dude. You get these questions probably more so than everything. I get anybody. I these, and this is the problem: is like, we get these questions a lot, but and I'm sure you have different answers. Different, right? Yeah. But I wanted and to it, try to get it. I wanted to try to make a ubiquitous answer, something mm. that would that would kind of. All right, here's, you know, it, it, like, obviously, so now, like... Now when I get the emails, I'll reply, do you have 50 minutes? Do you <laughs> Listen to this episode. <laughs> do you have enough time? And, do, and uh, I hope you have a thick skull, because your brain might explode. <laughs> do, do, you have, do you have 50 minutes and stool softener? Oh, Let me recommend this episode. Always with the poop with you. I just, this is where my mind goes. Why? I, I'll never understand that. I don't get toilet humor. I, I, I was I was gonna say muscle relaxer, but I couldn't think of the pill that uh, would quaaludes. <laughs> quaaludes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're taking lewds now. Yeah, do you have do you have candles and quaaludes? Why candles? Uh, just for the mood or to, to yeah for the mood or first if you're all relaxed for, and okay. shit, you need yeah. All right. Right. Just saying, dude. I'm sure everyone's gonna have questions, and if you do, email them to Andrew at listenmoneymatters at gmail <laughs> Uh, and uh, if you like the show, please uh, subscribe. Of course, uh, via iTunes or Stitcher. We have it. We have a. We have to. We have to wrap this thing up real quick, <laughs> real quick. Anyway, uh, and if you guys uh, like the show, please leave a review. I'm gonna read a review real quick from Taylor, Taylor E, Taylor E Nub. I'm gonna go with Taylor E Nub. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think that that's something else, but no, Taylor E Nub. Uh, exactly what I've been looking for. Five stars. I love this podcast. Just two episodes in, and this one just became my new favorite. I feel like I can relate so much to Matt and Andrew. Matt is very much like myself. Andrew is the friend with the guidance I've always needed. Like Matt, I too recently have been attempting to make a real change in my uh, financial understanding. I appreciate that Andrew can explain things without making me feel more overwhelmed than I did in the first place. You may have a different opinion after this episode, but <laughs> thank you guys for making this awesome podcast, and thank you, Taylor Enub, for your review. Uh, please visit our website, listenmoneymatters.com, and of course, go to our toolbox, which you can find at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox, and all the things we recommend are in there, like Betterment, which we mentioned a billion times in this episode. And like any other episode. <laughs> and anyway, that's it, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, Matt. Tell your friends about this show.